This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer and we are back at Sir one last time. We have made it to the end of our Pump Rules Rewind Season 1 journey. It's reunion time and I, of course, am joined one more time by Sammy Sage. Hey Sammy. Hi Dylan. I can't believe this is, this really came quick. These were the best days of our lives. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We didn't even know that we were watching history in the making. And I am pretty, you know, I'm very, here's the thing. Not everyone on Bravo was getting a reunion at the time at all. So it was a compliment that the Vanderpumpians were gifted a reunion, even though they had to sit on those uncomfortable bar stools while <laughs> everybody else got chairs, couches, even Summerhouse got chairs and couches. It is. It's interesting. Vanderpump Rules has always stuck with the individual chairs and stools vibe. They've never, they've never switched over to couches. I guess sometimes maybe that's just because of how many people they have. This one, it's funny because so they're in the bar area of Sir, and if you've been to Sir, there are. Lots of different like rooms and areas in Sir, but none of them are expansive. And so there's not a lot of extra space. And even some of the transition shots, they're shooting them like through a door frame. <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very thin space, like uh, right horizontally. You can see it. You can sort of see the space in the Pride episodes, like how you can see the layout. Where they kind of shoot it from above, right? If I it works. Correctly. Yeah, Sir works well as like a it, having like a one-on-one scene, or like they can have like a staff meeting in the garden. But it's not really a good like television studio space. But you know, they were they were being scrappy. They honestly probably if they needed to rent out a studio, I don't think this reunion would have made financial sense for them. No, totally. But I do. You know, they have chosen to maintain the bar stools with which I can only interpret as sort of a punishment for their bad behavior. <laughs> They're like You're forced to sit there abs clenched <laughs> in like the worst position ever while defending their actions right, they're for like, the past you, summer. You idiots are not worthy of a comfortable couch. You will you will maintain your perfect posture on this chair or else you will look like an absolute slob on television. Um speaking of how these people are looking this season one reunion uh, outfit game is, it's a mixed bag. And I was really aghast at the outfit that Stasi chose to wear. It is this brown fur, I'm I'm assuming faux, but who knows, a fur mini skirt and fur cap sleeves held together by a, a lace bodice of sorts. Just a... Uh, a visually puzzling outfit and a, a, not a visually pleasing one. What is that? 
you know, I had noted her outfit as well. Visually <laughs> puzzling. That was you know, we should put we should put like a photo of her outfit and oh put, my like, God. in quotes, visually puzzling Dylan Hafer. Because I agree. I wrote that it was an interesting mix of fur and lace, which you don't see every day. But it wasn't just the lace. It was that the lace, it could have maybe even been better if the entire top had been lace or the entire bodice had been lace. But it was like not... I also I don't know. Yeah. This is a girl who was writing blogs about casual chic on the divine addiction. So I don't know what was going on here. Sammy, please. She was writing columns, not blogs. Don't be afraid. Sorry. Um, so, right. Sorry. I didn't mean to call. <laughs> I thought, okay. My mistake. Speaking of the divine addiction, we did not get one mention of that whole situation in this reunion episode. And to be honest, I have more questions about Stasi's employment from Pandora than I do about some of the actual issues we talked about. Right. I mean, the whole re- the whole reunion was basically about Stasi and various from various angles. Right. It's Stasi and Frank, Stasi and Laura Lee, Stasi and Jack, Stasi and her friends. The latter of which I thought was the most interesting. Stasi and Stasi and her friends, Kristen and Katie. Yeah. Because that was really kind of laid, I know I'm skipping ahead, but that really kind of laid the blueprint for what ultimately happened a lot of other times in the show. Like this season with Katie, where she was made to look really stupid and would have looked like, would have been like cast out if it not if it had not been for Raquel. Yeah. And that happened other times. There were other moments where like, the women were made to look crazy because of the male be like the the guys cheating. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole like Miami girl situation was something where Kristen Doty looked like this, you know, psycho woman with an agenda, which we now know was a real factual situation that happened. Even Kristen and Ariana's issues going all the way back when Kristen was adamant that they had cheated. And then later we found out that they did like there, there are many times where it's like the women are calling it like they see it. And the guys are basically being like, why are you punishing me? And it's like, right, but they're responding to something that actually happened. Right. And the women look quote crazy until the men are proved to be lying but by that time they've already damaged their friendships their they've already jeopardized their position in the group i mean even lala was making that argument like intellectually this whole season that it's always the women who get the brunt of it but you know that's its own situation and like the idea of tequila katie is another one that's kind of been brought up over the years that it's like oh she drinks she gets crazy she sends rage texts and it's like Yes, that has happened, but the framing of it in of a way where it's like she's being crazy is something that we've seen, you know, throughout society as like a way of branding, you know, women having emotions as something negative and to be contained. And it's like, objectively, they're dealing with a a boatload of dumb, shitty dudes. (laughs) Right, right. Like, is it an ultimatum or is it a standard? Even Lisa says this to Jax when he's like, I love this woman. She's the first person I thought I could marry. I love her. I'll do everything to get her back. It's been six months and I'm still trying to get her back. And Lisa's like, well, you love her, but not enough to not cheat on her. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what is that so high a standard? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's interesting the difference between talking about uh, Jax's relationship with Laura Lee and Stasi's relationship with Frank, both of which on the show were kind of portrayed as these rebound relationships shortly after they had broken up with each other. But Jax straight up says, I got with Laura Lee because I knew it would 
piss Stasi off, basically, that she was the one there. He straight up says that he used her. He regrets it. Whereas Stasi is sticking to her story that she, you know, was talking to Frank before they broke up. She she admits to a certain amount of emotional cheating, she calls it. Um, they got together like two days after they broke up. And she maintains that this is a real relationship, that Frank was giving her the attention she needed. She says that Frank is, as a boyfriend, better than Jack's. And that they got back together after filming and just recently had broken up for the second time. So the idea that Stasi's rebound relationship might not have been this, you know, true love connection, but it she was actually like fulfilling a need for herself. Whereas Jax's relationship with Laura Lee was purely just to fuck with Stasi, leaving this, you know, this like, you know, fragile woman as collateral. Oh yeah. And I appreciated that Lisa actually called him out for that because I felt like that was like one of the rare times that she Mm-hmm. actually would call out a male male behavior on this show and she was like you knew she was unstable why would you i told you not to fuck with her and you did anyway and he was like yeah probably shouldn't have but even even stassi like what i thought was interesting is that Kristen kind of doubled down that stassi had had more than an emotional affair uh-huh. with frank and that she had actually hooked up with him while she was technically with jacks I don't know. There were a lot of interesting things that were revealed about Stassi, including that it had gotten physical with them once and that uh, she punched him and that he bled. Yeah. Blood all over his Michael Kors sweater. <laughs> I wrote that down. The Michael Kors sweater is the perfect, you know, time capsule. But yeah, he says uh, in Chicago, she busted my nose. And the fact that her reaction to that is just, did you did you not deserve that, though? And he's like, yeah, right, I did. Like that's, right, like, that is so fucked up. That is, like, really messed up. Yeah. Like, like what I was just saying about the relationships with Frank and Laura Lee, like, I think the relationship with Frank was a little more real, but that doesn't take away from the uh, kind of fucked up attitude that Stasi has just about all of the people in her life that – um, Sandoval, I know we don't like Tom Sandoval now, but I think there are a couple points in this reunion where he kind of uh, makes a good observation. And he, he basically says that Stasi only wants friends who kiss her ass and who are going to see her side. And this is, you know, we watched during the season, the, the fluff friends, as we call them, kind of circling around Stasi because they were just going to tell her how great she was and that she was right. And, you know, fuck Jax. Whereas... Katie and Kristen have a little more skin in the game, but Stassi can't really handle anyone with uh, a nuanced perspective that isn't 100% shared with her. Right. But to that point, she was right about the fact that they didn't believe her because they were like bad, you know, because Jax lied and made her look like an idiot. So I don't know. I was thinking like this is this is such a great – this reunion I felt was such a great example of why Stassi was such a great reality character because she's such a bitch, first of all. Like, she says just the bitchiest, most toxic things, and she stands by them. And she is like – but also, she's right about certain things, so you're like, I do feel for her in this situation. I don't know. Of these people – of the people in this cast, I feel that – Without the show, both Stassi and Sheena would have organically gotten a call to stardom. 
<laughs> and because they're just both so good at like capturing the, you know, the, like the nuanced energy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, crazy close now in this Dossi and Sheena. They're they're like two star-crossed lovers who ended up together at the end of the season. Um Sheena, there we get a little bit of chat about her relationship with Brandy. Uh Andy asks Lisa why she pushed Sheena and Brandy to have a talk. And Lisa says that it was Sheena's idea, basically because she wanted to clear the air, also because Sheena was now going to be on a TV show of her own. Um I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. Um and she wanted she like People said that she dropped the thing about Eddie buying her diamonds to make Brandy feel bad. And she was like, no, I wanted her to know that I was more than just like a Tuesday night fling. Um, but she, LVP tells her, well, to Brandy, you'll always be the mistress and not the waitress. And it's like funny because when you say it like that, it makes it sound like Sheena's number one goal in life is for people to be like, ah, the waitress. Right, right. <laughs> Not the pop star, not the not the California Britney Spears. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honeylove, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honeylove, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seam. 
seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now I'm looking back and I'm thinking about Lisa's relationship with Brandy. Do you feel like maybe there was some, like, not that she used her to sort of deploy this plot line in her spinoff show, but that it was a convenient relationship when it was a convenient relationship. Oh, I, I definitely think so. I think Lisa was somebody where, um, you know, she liked having somebody to sort of do her bidding a little bit. And I, this is maybe, I don't know if this is a perfect comparison, but I think on, um, on New Jersey, the last few seasons, we've seen a little bit of a similar dynamic between Teresa and Jennifer Aiden that it's like Teresa is kind of like the, you know, the mafia Don and Jen is a little bit like the Lieutenant that's going to go do the bidding. And you know, that's maybe that's like different than Dolores loaded, uh, loaded language to be using talking about real housewives (laughs) of New Jersey. But then I think Lisa (laughs) Lisa always has liked to keep her hands clean a little bit and she's never really copped to some of the stuff that I think is widely accepted that she was involved with. And I think that's why Vanderpump Rules has been kind of the perfect platform for her because the heat is really almost never on her. And that's also something where people still talk about the idea of Lisa coming back to Beverly Hills at some point and people are you know sometimes are clamoring for her return or you know want to see her and Kyle hash it out and to be honest I don't think there's really anything in it for Lisa to return to that place of not having control of being under the microscope and of being at the mercy of whatever production decides to do like Vanderpump Rules is her 
kingdom and it's successful enough on its own. She has enough money. She doesn't need a housewife's check. Yeah, she would definitely need to need a lot of money to do that. But, you know, famously, being friends with her is like playing chess with Bobby Fischer. Every move is so calculated. <laughs> yeah. Did you see, so, this is, obviously this is going to be um, a little bit old news by the time this comes out, but did you see that Lisa's getting another show about her house in France? Yeah, Vanderpump Villa. So I guess she I mean, owns a house in the south of France, which I don't know if that we've ever seen, but they're going to be... Maybe they're renting a villa. It's going to be like about the people that work there, but they're going to be hosting her guests. It It's giving a little bit like Vanderpump Rules meets Below, Below Deck. Deck. There's like a casting notice for it right now, so it's not coming out super soon, but I think it's going to be on Hulu. And that I'm very curious because some of Lisa's other spinoffs have been, to me, pretty unsuccessful. Um, so, you know, the like... She did that uh, overserved thing where it was like her friends coming to dinner parties. That was lame. Vanderpump Dogs was a flop. So we'll see. I think this has more potential because it's not really about her, I don't think. But I don't know. Well, they're casting. So it's not like these people are pre-existing yeah. to to work in this villa and have existing drama. Also, what are they going to do? Like import Americans into this French villa? Well, like, that's why that'll be funny. Yeah. That's why I feel like below deck is probably a decent comparison is because on below deck every season, they're, you know, hiring people to work on the boat. Some of them might have connections otherwise, but yeah, like what if we get like some Australians and some, uh, some Brits, I bet there'll be some Brits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I'm definitely, I'm excited about that. I'll I'll give that a try. I'm more excited for that than I have been for any of Lisa's other spin-off endeavors. Me too. Like uh, what were the dogs going to do? The dogs weren't going to create drama. Oh, and famously Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy is like one of the worst plot lines of Beverly Hills ever. So where was the idea that this was going to work? <sighs> wow. Um <laughs> getting back to the reunion at hand, there was one note I made. You know how people always talk about like the selling sunset music and like these fake songs? There was one yeah. song like in between commercial breaks that really just made me laugh. And it, it goes, You look so fly with your money, honey. F L Y. Oh, I, I wonder who like writes those songs. I always think about that. I'm like, whose job is it? To be the interlude song. Sometimes, writer. sometimes those people will come up on TikTok for me. They're like, I'm a, I'm a session singer for whatever. Like, come with me on my day. It's really fascinating because when you think of the music industry, obviously it's like, oh, like Ariana Grande, Beyonce. But there are so many people who are doing all sorts of different things, and uh, this, this type of music that they're using on reality shows is clearly, uh, you know, buying a house for somebody. <laughs> Right. I wonder if they're like unionized or if they, I don't know why. <laughs> they're probably like, in, how does um, that work? Like, are they? They're Like the songwriters are probably in like ASCAP or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I'm very interested in I, this whole dynamic. Like, because they might, they probably, there's probably so much music that those people produce that is just un, like, unrecognized as unclaimed being made by like a yeah unclaimed there basically. is um, very fascinated by that i don't know about vanderpump specifically but i know on uh spotify there are like selling sunset playlists that people have made and a lot of that music is available to stream and it's kind of if you ever need to really just turn your brain off <laughs> i'm going <laughs> wild like it's very 
uh, it's very um, head empty, no thoughts, just vibes. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, think about the band that did the Vanderpump song. Dana Dudley. I, I hope they're yeah. so rich. Uh, me too. They, they deserve it. They're up there with like the White Lotus theme song, the Sopranos theme song. I feel like we're in an era of not that many great theme songs. And so, you know, Vanderpump, White Lotus, Succession, uh, Succession but that's all instrumental. So it's like there's no like pop girly getting her bag off of the Succession theme, unfortunately. <laughs> True. Anyway, should we go back to the reunion? <laughs> okay, I want to talk about the revelation of these teen high school twin girls who lived with oh my Tom God. Sandoval. So, okay, so Kristen says that when she and Tom first started dating, he was living with twin girls who were seniors in high school. Uh, but he didn't know. He didn't know, but they were 18. But he was... But, <laughs> so, so, Andy, this is... So you were sleeping with twin high school girls and Tom Sandoval's immediate response is just one, only Cassandra. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's like, yes, only Cassandra. Right. Okay. Oh, allegedly. I mean, you know that he was obviously, you know, Sandoval. He, so. he was certainly trying to sleep with both. I feel confident saying that maybe only Cassandra gave in. Yikes. How do you think they, they, because the fact that those two were at that photo shoot, like, was that just a pure coincidence, do you think? I I feel like it was because that photo shoot was so – it didn't feel like it was something that was, like, uh, a show thing. Like, we weren't really privy to, like, what the photo shoot was for that much or, like, how they booked it or anything. And I feel like if it was purely for a storyline, we would have seen, like – I really want to get this modeling job. Yay, I got the modeling job. Today we're going to the modeling job. Oh my gosh, there's drama at the modeling job. Whereas like, it was kind of just like, we're doing a photo shoot. Right. I mean, it is possible that it was a stage modeling job, but also if if it wasn't, they got so lucky. And so did we, because now we get to learn that Sandoval, before the show, lived with lived with two high school students. And <laughs> he claims he didn't know were high school students. How does that get missed? Oh, where are you going? Where are you off to at 7.30 in the morning? With a oh, backpack. just English class? <laughs> With a lunchbox and a backpack. <laughs> Her lunch pail and a ludicrously she's capacious bag. She's carrying around like a, a like biology one textbook. <laughs> you don't ask any questions. Right. Like, oh, none of your trapper keepers. She doesn't have any binders from school. Like, is she not getting her report cards mailed? Like, what is going on here? Hey, Tom, do you have a, do you have a TI-84 calculator that I can use? <laughs> Any batteries? Do you have any batteries? <laughs> Maybe, you know that girl kept. You know that girl needed her batteries for her calculator. Maybe that's so the that origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the batteries <laughs> and pens were stocked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did you think? There were two other good Sandoval moments in the the whole reunion. One was there was this like inter like sort of interval short segment. You know when they do those like quick ones. Yeah. Which was about Sandoval's getting ready routine. Yes. And he claims it takes him fifteen minutes. To get ready. Everyone's like, no, it takes you forever. Kristen lists all the things he uses. She's like, he uses guy liner, every makeup product in the world. They talked about um, like his head shave. Uh -huh. She said it was called the lion shave. The lion shave. So we shave. now have our answer to that. I'm so thankful. I feel like we've come so far in society. How long it's been since I've heard the term guy liner. Right. <laughs> like it's just, it's the same thing. It's like. Why do we have to act like we use different shampoo? I guess maybe whatever. It's just a different. 
Okay, the funniest, I thought the funniest thing was when Sandoval goes, the hardest part of being a guy is doing all these things, but you can't look like you tried. Right. Yeah, he looks very uh, low effort for sure. <laughs> yeah. I. It is like the evolution of Sandoval is something that's really interesting. Um, but like I said, I mean, he had a couple solid moments. I think in this reunion, he coins the term getting jaxed, which is... Uh, that's a moment in history about he says it about when Jax broke up with Laura Lee after her recovery meeting. Um, she got jaxed. Sandoval's biggest contribution. Jax, by the way, claiming that he didn't put two and two together, that he was breaking up with her after her recovery meeting. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, so you were at the meeting and then you broke up with her. What did you think the order of events was going to look like? Right. And he was like, oh, she's mostly she's good after her after her recovery meeting. It's like, I'm going to wait till the hour of the week that she's feeling the best about herself. And then I am going to step all over it. I mean, it is not at all surprising to me that Jax Taylor, of all people, does not understand the significance of a recovery meeting and the fragility that might come along with such a thing. The man who walks into the bar and steals everyone's shots. The, After the bar is closed. The bar is closed, so it was the last seven shots of the night. <laughs> They'll never be able to get any alcohol again. <laughs> right. It's like Sheena, please. You could you could figure something out. Right. Another oh, another thing that Sandoval did was that they were okay, they were talking about um Jax's going to therapy. And Andy asks, Jax, are you a pathological liar? And he says, I think everyone lies sometimes and everyone starts like screaming at him. Mm -hmm. And then Sandoval starts like fake crying. And he's like, I know he's a pathological liar, but I'm still his friend. It's like, why are you crying about Jax being a pathological liar? Unless maybe there was a lot cut out, but it was just very weird. Yeah. The emotion from the guys, we saw it a little bit in the finale when Jax told them that he had lied and they're all like, basically we, we like, road for you all summer long but this in the reunion it's a little bit like i guess schwartz isn't there peter only pops in at the end to pour some drinks so sandoval is the only other guy there but like it is a little bit much and it's like i don't think any you know what we saw on the season wasn't really worthy of you like crying about the status of your friendship no i think he was just trying to get attention. Like when Andy asks why they ripped their shirts off in Vegas and Tom was the first one to rip his shirt off and he says he did it because, quote, he accidentally took a Xanax that night. It's like, wait, what? Many questions about that. How do you accidentally do that? And then Andy asks, why does that mean you need to take your shirt off? And he, and he's like, I don't remember why. Yeah, I'm not like well versed in like the brain chemistry of Xanax, but it doesn't strike me as the, the like – Typical behavior that you're all of a sudden like amped up in a parking lot ripping your clothes off. Right. Even to <laughs> me, the fighting element is kind of anti-Xanax. Right. Although like, I don't know. I don't I, I have it mixed. So I'm like, <laughs> there were also. Yeah, there were other uh, other certainly alcohol and like perhaps, perhaps, perhaps other substances going on there. Perhaps. too. So. Perhaps some some uh, pasta, tequila, whatever you want to call it. There, yeah, whatever it's been called in the course of this show. They were they were having fun in Vegas, Sammy. Uh, but I have had so much fun recapping this whole season with you. Um, and I'm curious, you know, before we before we sign off of season one of Vanderpump, what has this uh what has this experience brought into your life? Oh my god. I think it's really fascinating to watch 
like before they knew that this was going to go anywhere. Yeah. So when they when Sheena's saying like she has to pick up extra shifts, like she actually does need to pick up extra shifts because there's no guarantee that any of this is going to go anywhere. She doesn't know that she has a whole future in vlogging, in shenanigans, in I don't know what Merch. else is Sheena doing. Merch. <laughs> you know, I think that it's so interesting because now they're so like we're seeing their personalities almost like unadulterated mm -hmm. before they had been affected by what people said about how they acted yeah. before reality TV was really even it, it wasn't so obvious what was going on. Yeah, to I, th I think knowing that seeing these people, you know, they got even at this first season reunion, you know, they probably made a few thousand bucks each for this season. It was only eight episodes. I can't imagine their rate was super high. And, you know, it's been months since they filmed it. They're still all working at Sir, even Jax, who made his big declaration that he was leaving in the finale. Like, it does feel watching season one, like it's kind of this perfectly preserved fossil of what we had before we knew what we had. And right. it's been fun. There was also no influencer economy around it. Mm. So there was nowhere for them to like have other outlets for what was for expressing what was going on and, you know, sort of explaining the narrative. So seeing it just on like that one screen without any context was really, really fascinating. Right. And like how much their worlds were rocked by a few girls driving up from San Diego to like be mean to Stassi at Sir because they had seen her on the show. Like, knowing how far we've come now that it's like Tom Sandoval like can't show his face in public without getting ambushed by TMZ at the airport. Like it's, uh, it's well, definitely changed a lot. I, I mean, absolutely. All of these people have made a lot of decisions over the last 10 plus years and, you know, to, to varying degrees of success. Uh, but I think, yeah, just being able to watch something like this and picking it apart a little bit with so much hindsight, it's been, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Totally. Also, seeing what was appropriate at the time. <laughs> True. So that is our Pump Rules Rewind for season one. I have really enjoyed this. I hope you guys have enjoyed it too. And if you have input, thoughts, suggestions, comments about other types of throwback content, of things like this that you want to see on the podcast in the future, uh, I would love to hear from you guys, whether that is in a DM, a comment, or even better, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know if you have suggestions. We are always you know, looking to try out new things and see what we can bring your way. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you in advance for whatever feedback. And thank you, Sammy, so much for joining me for this season. Thank you for having me, Dylan. It has been really, really fun. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listened to your podcasts. There'll be lots more great stuff to come. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.